Alright guys, and welcome to the very first Get Jacked podcast. Now, I've been meaning to do a podcast for a good, I mean over a year anyway. I think I first had the idea of doing a podcast early 2020 during lockdown and I just kept putting it off and putting it off for various reasons to be honest. I think the biggest one was, I was just nervous, you know, it's, it sounds daft, I'm just speaking to my phone. Uh, but I was a bit nervous about doing one and I was actually speaking to somebody that I know and I look up to and they were saying to me that, you know, what if that was your client and they were saying they were nervous about something, you know, you'd be like, come on, just do it, get it done. You know, it's the the biggest mistake most people make is not starting. And that statement, and he said, he said that sentence that really resonated with me. And I thought that's so true. The biggest mistake is people don't start. So here I am, finally, took me a year and a half, but I'm finally starting and I'm doing my first podcast. So I hope you're looking forward to this. Um, and so just so you know, if you don't know who I am, my name's Jack, uh, I'm a personal trainer and online coach, my business is called Get Jacked, that's why this podcast is called Get Jacked, uh, and the purpose of this episode is just to kind of introduce you to the podcast, let you know what it's about, and give you a wee intro to how I became a PT. So in the coming episodes, what you should expect to hear from us is we'll be doing interviews, uh, so we'll get people on uh, who are experienced in various different things with fitness. And we'll just be talking through, you know, what they know, what they've learned, their own story. Uh, we'll try and make it as interesting and as exciting for you guys as possible. In terms of the topics we'll be talking about, it will be more so focused towards the general public. So it won't be so much on bodybuilding. And um, this won't be a bodybuilding podcast. This is more so for educating you guys, uh, you know, your, your average Joes, I suppose, on how to you know, level up your life and become the best possible version of yourself. You know, you've always, you know, that person, you've always thought, I would, I'd love to be that person. I'd love to be, you know, that fit person, or I'd love to look like this, or I'd love to be like that, or whatever. However it is, you've always dreamed of the person you wanted to be. The purpose of this edu- ed- this podcast is to help educate you on how to become that person. Uh, we'll also be discussing hot topics. Uh, we'll be doing Q&As. And to be honest, I'll just be, you know, me chatting shit and uh, a lot of things... Uh, that I want to talk about that aren't really related to fitness. You know, I feel like I've got a lot to say and no one to say it to. So this is now my out. This podcast is for me to talk pish as well. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, I thought for the first episode what I would talk about is uh, just my story and how I got into fitness and how I became a PT. And everything for me started through sport. Uh, so it wasn't through the gym. It wasn't through weightlifting. It was through sport. And to be honest, I say that I wasn't a very sporty kid compared to, you know, what you imagine a sporty kid to be, you know, rubbish at football, uh, I hated running, I wasn't actually that fit, if I'm being honest, um, I was that kind of like skinny fat, I suppose you'd call it, you know, I was skinny, I was really skinny actually, um, but I was by no means like those wee weapons you get cutting about, you have like pure eight packs and biceps, um, I found, I actually found my groove in basketball, like I, I never played football because I was rubbish at it, so I, I never really gave it that attention, even though I wasn't that sporty, I was very competitive. Uh, I kind of blame my brother for that. I've got an older brother, and uh, we all—I say blame. I love it. We we always then um, you know competed against each other. So I was very competitive. I don't—I didn't like doing things I wasn't good at. Uh, but I did find I was okay at basketball, so I kind of got stuck into that. And to be honest, I was never the best player on the team. I loved the sport and I played it for years. Um, I've not played it in ages now since leaving university. But from as long as I can remember, up till the end of uni. Uh, I was committed to it and I played it, you know, at least four to six times a week. I was good enough to get on the better teams in Scotland. I mean, it's a Scotland, so it wasn't pure 
NBA standard, but I was good enough to get on the better teams, but I wasn't good enough to get loads of game time, if I'm being honest. Uh, but, you know, being a young kid, uh, you know, my ego liked the fact I was on the better team, so I didn't really care about not getting game time, I liked telling people I was on the good teams, so I, I, I stuck with it. And to be honest, I actually enjoyed the training more so than I did the uh, the games as well, uh, which is ironic because I am quite... Quite like I'm saying, I'm quite competitive. But uh, I probably got my first gym membership when I was around 14 years old. And when I got my first gym membership, I was thinking, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to smash biceps for two weeks, and I'm going to be fucking huge. Um, that was my thought process. My consistency was rubbish. I probably went to the gym once a week and then took three weeks off, and on and off, on and off for ages. Uh, I was very much self-taught. I spent a lot of time watching YouTube videos. I got really stuck into, like, I got really into bodybuilding. Like, not in myself, but I just found it really fascinating. So I used to watch all these YouTube videos on bodybuilding and, you know, learn all the different methods of training and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, even though I knew this stuff, I couldn't make the changes in my physique. I think it took me about eight years from 14 to, what, 22 or whatever that I actually began to see some genuine changes in my physique. Uh, I, like I was saying, like, I wasn't, I was never a, an overweight kid. I was actually the very opposite. I was extremely skinny. And I say I struggled to put on weight. The issue was I played basketball and I did it intensely. You know, around six to eight times a week, you know, in the morning, before school, lunch times, after school clubs. Um, you know, I played it all the time. So my output was just through the roof. Um, so even though, like, I wanted to be this absolute muscly machine, I was just a stick. Uh, I probably thought I was a big machine, but I look back at more pictures and you, you look, it's like if I stood side on, I'd, I'd go invisible, but looking at a sheet of paper side on. Uh, to be honest, I did get a bit of stick from my pals about it, about how skinny and lanky I was, and that's what pushed me to keep going to the gym. Initially, I was like, Joe, I, want, I, want, I don't want to be a skinny, lanky guy. I don't want everyone to say how skinny he is. I want to be you know, the bigger, buffer guy. Um, but it probably wasn't until about my third year of uni. So that's me starting at 14. It wasn't until about third year of uni that I started to see some genuine changes in my body. I think I must have been about 22, like I was saying. So yeah, eight years, no progress. Um, so yeah, so during those eight years, uh, I used to go to the gym and look at personal trainers and be like, what idiot would pay for that? Do you know what I mean? Like, like who's paying for PT? You can get this online. You know, my absolute arrogance, you know, me not seeing results year on year, looking at people being like, who'd pay for that? Stupid man. Um, so yeah, and I, I think that's part of the reason why I want to do this podcast is, is to help people in that same position. People are going, you know, I've, I've been weight training for years, Jack. I'm not getting results. And part of this podcast is to help teach you guys on how to get those results. Because I know a lot of you out there are, you know, are self-taught and you know what you're talking about, but you're just not seeing the progress. And so it's to, you know, help you guys go th uh, go through what I went through in a much less, uh, a much shorter period of time. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, after playing, apart from playing basketball, I wasn't very, uh, wasn't very sporty. And to be honest, uh, in terms of even like PE, I didn't really enjoy PE. And it wasn't really until my fifth year of high school that I started to get into sport more. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed PE at that point. And uh, you, know, you know, fifth year of high school, people are starting saying, you know, what do you need to do for your job? What are you going to do? And to be honest, at my school, they, they were really pushy on going to uni. And it was very much the case of, if you don't go to uni, you're not going to succeed in, life, succeed in life. So I was like, oh, fuck, I need to go to uni then. Um, so I thought, right, okay, I like PE. I'll just do that for the rest of my life. So my initial plan was, right, I'll go to uni, I'll get a degree in sport, I'll then do a postgrad in education and become a PE teacher. Um, 
But yeah, to be honest, I don't even think I wanted to be a PE teacher. I just thought like, there's an easy job there then. I like PE, I'll do that for the rest of my life. Uh, but whilst else was it at uni, I was lucky enough to get to travel to California. Uh, and well, I studied there for six months. And during that time, I was actually a PE teacher for the local schools. The reason for that is in California, PE isn't mandatory. So if the school is in a deprived area, nine times out of ten, they can't afford to you know, pay the extra for your PE teachers and stuff like that. So they just, just get scrapped. So the kids don't get anything. So to kind of help with that, the university sent us there to be the PE teachers. And the first reason for that was, one, it gives the kids to also just burn off some steam. If anyone's been around a, a large group of kids, they can just go mental. And so it gives them a chance to just kind of burn it off so they can focus in the classroom. And two, it lets us see what it's like. Uh, and to be honest, I'm really glad I had that experience because I fucking hated it. I just like, after session one, I was like, this is not for me. Obviously, I had to do that for six months. Um... So yeah, common sense with that realisation would be you'd go home and you'd be like, right, okay, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. But to be honest, that's not how my brain works. I was just like, oh, well, fuck it, that's future Jack's problem. And then uh, I drank some more beer. I just, I just cracked on with it. Um, I was like, no, nah, I'm not worrying about that just now. I, I'll, I'll worry about that in the future. Uh, so obviously finished in my third year, finished my fourth year. And it was around about fourth year of uni that I thought maybe I could be a PT. Uh, but just again, same as this podcast, just came back to excuses like, oh, if the course is too expensive. Um, or, you know, we'd speak to my friends, you know, oh, the guy, the PT's on the gym 24-7, I don't want to do that, I don't want to be in the gym all the time, that's a sad life. Uh, to be honest, I was just telling myself lies, I was kind of scared, um, you know, scared I wouldn't succeed, I was terrified of being self-employed. Um, I was also a little bit worried about what my peers would say, you know, people I grew up with, you know, the people who were kind of chinning me for being skinny at school and stuff like that, you know, but saying, I see a fucking PT, what's that about, that skinny boy? Um, so that kind of gave me a bit of fear as well. Uh, so I just put it to the side, finished uni, and I thought, right, time to go find a job. So obviously just finished uni, straight on the job websites, applying for everything and anything. And every job that popped up, you put the application in, you go to an interview, and then you get told, look, all good, Jack, but we really want you to have experience with your degree. All right, sound, I'll go get experience. So then you go apply for a different job that will give me that experience. And then they say, you need experience for that job. So it's just this wormhole of you need experience to get experience uh, for jobs, etc. So I was like, I'm not getting a job here. So what I did was I went and worked in a hotel and my thinking was, oh, if I work here for a month or two, pull some pints behind the bar until I get a job. That month or two ended up being, I think, just under or just over a year uh, of me pulling pints. And this whole time I kept thinking, oh, maybe I should just be a PT. But just coming back to those same excuses of I won't make enough money, I won't succeed don't want to be self-employed, I want the security of a job. Um, so I just kept putting it off and putting it off. The truth is I really wanted to do it, but I just kept giving myself excuses and why I shouldn't do it. Uh, but then one day, I still remember this day, uh, it was a really, really quiet day in the hotel, and I'd cleaned everything in the bar, fucking wiped it down spotless. If you ever worked in a bar before, you'll know in the shelves they keep the glasses and that, they have these like rubber mesh things, and that stops the glasses from falling off and smashing and stuff. So I pulled all the glasses out, washed them, polished them, pulled the rubber stuff out, washed that, cleaned the whole shelves, wiped down the whole fucking bar, and then I must have been standing there for five, ten minutes, and the manager walked in. Obviously hadn't hadn't seen me clean all this stuff, and uh, he just went off his nut about why I was standing doing nothing. And you know, you just kind of look around and you're like, what do you want me to do? There's nobody to serve. It's not my fault the bar's quiet. Um, and he's like, oh, clean this, clean that. I said, like, no, I've, I've cleaned this, and I've cleaned that. I'll do this and do that. So I've done all that. 
and he just walked up to the bar and I just wiped it down and he ran his finger across the top and he went, mm, dust, clean it all again and walked off. And I remember just thinking, nah, nah, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. So composed myself and then not long after I walked down to the office and I just said, look guys, this is me done, this is my last shift. Um, just couldn't work there anymore. I said, I'm, I'm going to do a PT course. It's going to be Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, so I'm not coming back. Uh, and that was me. That was me kind of getting that one situation. I just thought, fuck this. I'm done with this. I'm going to do the PT course. At least it's something related to sport. And that pushed me in the right direction. So I suppose in some scenario or some uh, instance, I should probably be pretty thankful of that manager because he pushed me in the right direction and got me to where I am now. Um, so obviously went did the course. I think that was like a, a month, a month long. It was uh, pretty intense. And then after getting qualified, I went and got my first job in Pure Gym. Uh, if you don't know what Pure Gym is, it's just a big commercial gym. And I worked there for about two years. So how they work it is, is you work for them 15 hours a week unpaid. And then that means you don't have to pay them anything. So you get a 100% commission. So if you don't know this, it's kind of like if you, if you understand hairdressing, like how a hairdresser rents a chair, a PT has to rent gym equipment. And so they pay a monthly fee. So how Pure Gym work it is, instead of paying a monthly fee, you pay them in time instead. So obviously that's quite attractive to any new PT coming out because you don't have any clients at the time, so you don't have money to spend. Also the fact that I just spent, you know, the last month or so doing a PT course not working at all, I didn't really have the money to be thrown about without clients. So that was perfect for me. And to be honest, any new PT I would suggest doing it themselves because it's a great place to start. You know, you've got no outgoings in that sense. Um, they give you a ton of help in terms of setting up a business. Like, I was going into that with no business understanding at all. Uh, so they gave me a full business course. Um, you know, you're thrown in at 15 hours a week, but in that situation, you're in a gym with, you know, 10,000 members. You know, it's very easy to get your attention. You know, you run classes of 30-plus people. In the gym I was in anyway, the managers were great. You know, they really helped me, you know, focus myself and, you know, give me tips on you do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. This works, that doesn't work. And they kind of pushed me in the right direction. So initially it was great. I suppose the only issue with it was I was just constantly working. I was on and off throughout the day from 6am through to about 10pm. Uh, my diet was terrible. I didn't really like how I looked. And to be honest, towards the, uh, the tail end of it anyway, I was just constantly surrounded by negativity. Um, and if, we'll, we'll talk about this later on in the podcast as well, but essentially negativity is just like, the best way I can describe it is if you take a glass of water and you put one drop of ink in there, that one drop of ink is going to stay in that whole glass of water. And it's just this, it's like a disease. It just fucking spreads everywhere. Uh, so I was just choking to get out. I just couldn't be around it anymore. And then around about that time when I was just choking to leave, um, my now fiance was my girlfriend at the time, who's a pharmacist, was offered a job to move to a town called Stornoway on an island on the west coast of Scotland. Uh, it's called the Isle of Lewis. Uh, so I thought, fuck it, there's an excuse to leave. So again, same as this podcast, I wanted to leave somewhere, but I just kept giving excuse, excuse. I didn't want to leave a job. I was doing well. I didn't want to start again. Yeah, I didn't like the place. I didn't like the negativity, but I was busy. I was successful. I didn't want to go back to square one. But our initial plan when moving here was to come here for six months and then go to back to Glasgow. And I thought, you know what? I'll go there for six months. I'll do the odd wee job here and there if I can. Maybe pick up a couple clients, survive off my savings, and then we'll move back to Glasgow. And again, same attitude of <laughs> when we get back to Glasgow, that's future Jack's problem, so he can sort that out. Uh, and that was just shy of three years ago, so we kind of got stuck up here, but in a good way. 
So I now have my own PT studio, uh, and to be honest, we live up here. We do get to travel home back to Glasgow quite a lot, which helps. Um, and in terms of the business itself, like I'm saying, I have a, a PT studio, and I'm currently transitioning towards online coaching. I used to turn my nose up at online coaching, thinking, oh, that's a pure waste of time, that. Why wouldn't you want one-to-one? But obviously, with lockdown and stuff, we were just bullied into being online coaches because the gyms were shut for over a year. Uh, and during that time, you know, I just like, you know, the dirt removed from your eyes. Again, look at it negatively, turn to looking at it positively. I had to be good at it. I had to offer it because it's the only way, you know, for one, for my clients to get results and two, for myself to get an income. I had to go online. And it just opened my eyes to the potential of it. Um, you know, I found it a great way to educate my clients more so in the gym. You know, it really took the focus away from the workout and put it on the other 23 hours of the day. You know, like, it doesn't matter how perfect your squat is. You don't need to go to the gym three hours, uh, three times a week and perfect your squat if you want to lose fat or change your life. It's about small daily habit changes. Obviously, the gym's still important. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it really made me refocus my attention on the more small, smaller detailed things over just what they're doing in the gym. And so that's why I'm sort of progressing more towards more towards uh, online. And the benefit of all that is it just helps you improve you know, your mental health, uh, your physical health, you know, and feel the, the feel and uh, feel and look like the best you ever have in your life. Uh, and that's where we're kind of pushing towards that. And that is, you know, currently where we are now, that is the story of Get Jacked, starting from being a wee skinny basketballer to being where we are now. Um, so yeah, and what I thought I'd talk about then is just to kind of close up now is just, I suppose, since becoming a PT, uh, some lessons that I've learned and stuff that has positively changed my life. So first one's first is make sure everyone in your boat is rowing and not looking to drill holes when you're not looking. I learned this one, like I'm saying, when I was in Pure Gym and just being surrounded by negativity, you need to be strict about your friendship circle. Like I was saying about the, the ink and water, it takes one drop of ink to stay in a glass of water, but you need like half a litre of water to make that stain of ink go away and not see it anymore. So the amount of positivity that's required to remove negativity negativity is through the roof. The amount of negativity required to dam- uh, dampen positivity, positive, that is hard to say, positivity, there we go, is much, much smaller. So, I mean, you can't just cut people out of your life. It's not as easy as that. But just try your best to surround yourself with positive people and just watch your mental health change for the better and things just get so much better for yourself. Second one. This one's a bit of a cliche, but it's kind of, I've learned it more and more when I've been speaking to clients and stuff like that, is chase your dreams. Um, The amount of people I speak to that tell me they hate their job and wish they did something different. And I'm like, well, go do something different. And they go, oh, you know, I'm too old to start over or... I can't do this, I can't do that. And the truth is, it's the same as I was with the PT. They're scared and they don't want to do it because they're frightened that they might fail. But, you know, without being, a, again, a cliche, YOLO, you're only on this world once. What the fuck are you doing living a, uh, working a job you hate? I mean, your job uh, makes up for one of the biggest parts of your life. Make sure you're doing something that you love. And then, thirdly, we are what we repeatedly do. So you got to organise your life. If you want to change your physique, your health, everything then you need to be organized in that with your daily habits the amount of people that go on these crash diets and they lose weight and then when they come off the diet they come back they, they gain the weight all back on again you might relate to that the issue with that is is you've not changed the old habits that you had that got you in that place in that position in the first place so if you were had habits that got you to let's just say for example 15 stone and then you're going to crash diet if you return to those habits you're going to return to 15 stone you need to change 
your habits. So we are what we repeatedly do. So if you act like someone who's 15 stone, don't be surprised that you're 15 stone. So you need to make sure you have daily habits. And these small, small daily habits, these small changes are what lead to long-term, massive long-term changes and massive long-term goals. Um, and then next one, this one kind of merges into two, is lead by example. So stop doing, stop not doing things because you're worried what other people will think. Again, about PT, I didn't want to become a PT because I was worried about what people in like my school would think. This is me when I'm talking a year after uni. So five years after I left school, I was worried about what people at school would be thinking about me being a, me being a PT. Um, or alternatively, uh, maybe if you're younger, you relate to this. When I first got into the gym, I remember all the lads in my school were going to the gym. Uh, but we were worried about, you know, taking it too seriously. And so you'd always, you know, you'd see the one guy taking it seriously and you'd be, oh, look at him, thinking he's pure Mr. Gym with his protein shake. Well, we had our protein shake in our bag, but we didn't want to bring it out because we didn't want to be seen as, you know, the one guy taking it too seriously. Um, if you want to do something, just go fucking do it. And if anyone says against it, then who cares? Nine times out of ten, you probably wouldn't even hear it because they're not the pal. They're probably sitting it behind your back. Um, but like when I became a PT, the people I was worried about, you know, talking about me and stuff like that were, you know, like I was saying, people I know from school. And since becoming a PT, the only people that have, have spoken to me about stuff are people from school. You know, they've been saying to me, oh, Jack, you know, you're motivating me. It's great to see how well you're doing. You know, you've kept me motivated during lockdown, all this different stuff. You know, the people I thought were going to um, be like, oh, why is he a PT and this and that? Or the people are saying to me, oh, Jack, you know, well done. You, I, I love to see you're doing well. And if there are people who are saying negative stuff, I've been a PT for like four or five years now. I've not heard them say it yet. So they can keep talking shit if they want because it's not affecting my life. So yeah, just lead by example and do what you want to do. Um, and then off the back of that is don't let the noise from other people drown out your own inner, inner voice. So people don't talk about losers. They talk about winners. Just short and sweet. If people are talking about you, uh, then they're probably a little bit jealous of you. So just keep doing what you're doing. Nine times out of ten, people talk shit about other people because deep down they're a wee bit jealous of what you're doing and the confidence that you have to do it. And they don't have that confidence. And so instead of you know, doing it themselves, they just revert back to talking shit about you instead. So, yeah, just ignore what other people are saying and just do what you want to do. And then lastly, just a wee bit, so more about me, just in terms of my own fitness goals and how I got into weight training. Like I said, I started around 14. I was very much into weight training and I loved bodybuilding. Uh, when I was younger, my sole focus was just to look like an absolute fucking monster in a t-shirt, walking around the club looking like Billy Big Bollocks. Um, obviously that didn't work because I'm still not a monster but that was my goal at the time uh, over the years my goal has uh, probably became more performance based and so still very much focused around weight training that's still what I love uh, but it became more about getting as strong as possible uh, and moving as much weight as possible it never really became cardio based purely because I just never really enjoyed it like running and stuff like that I just never really got into it I much more enjoyed uh, the, the bodybuilding side of things, so I focused on that. Currently, right now, my pro my uh, goal is progressing away from the... I'm still on performance, but progressing away from that focus and kind of going back towards the bodybuilding, but not so I look like I'm on from a t-shirt, uh, but because I'm actually thinking about stepping on stage to try a bodybuilding competition. Yeah, I've always had an interest in it in the sport, I've always found it fascinating and for the past three years now my fiance has been competing in bodybuilding herself so just going and watch her compete 
has made me want to try and do it. I do think I'm maybe a couple of years away until that happens. Uh, so for those interested, I will give you the odd update on how things are going. But like I'm saying, this podcast is not a bodybuilding podcast. So don't expect to hear about it all the time uh, or about any topics related to it in particular because it is about turning the average Joe into a fucking weapon and not about bodybuilding. Um, and yeah, so that is the intro to the podcast. So thank you so much if you made it to the end and uh, for listening. I hope you look forward to future episodes. And yeah, just always remember, at any point in your life, work, fitness, relationships, get jacked or get fucked.